The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Nice to have you with me here on The Doctor is In. You have always been a voice of reason through all of this. Appreciate your time, what you're doing for America. I give you advice. And doesn't work at all. You are definitely not inept by any means. I like to hear women say that about me. Whatever advice you're going to send my way, I am 100% taking it. I can't tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to do. Okay. Well, thanks. That wasn't the answer I wanted. Are you kidding me? Great stuff, Dr. Ray. I'm glad I called. I've scheduled my day around listening to your radio show. <laughs> don't have to laugh so hard. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Not true. Not true at all. I am in the studios of PBS Kansas in Wichita on a side room broadcasting from Wichita because we're going to do the TV show tonight here in Wichita. Uh, we got the shows, two tapings tonight, two tapings tomorrow. So through the wonders of modern technology, they have set me up to do the program from here. Now, the interesting thing is normally I do it from Canton, Ohio. I'm a lot farther away from Ave and even from EWTN. So probably going to have to speak a lot louder to get the signal there. 877-573-7825. That's the number to get onto the program. Not an easy number to remember. So let's chop it into little bits. Ooh, it's kind of ooh, kind of a, a violent image, isn't it? 877-57-EQUAL. That's the way to remember it. If you have a question about something in your life, I'm a shrink. I'm a clinical psychologist. Uh, just uh, finishing up a, a book that I'm working on. Uh, I've learned the secret to writing a lot of books. You can't worry about them being very good. They go faster that way. You start getting into quality, that really slows you down. You know what I mean? But was working on the book today at the hotel breakfast, breakfast buffet. I'm really not used to going to a restaurant. I feel really funny and having someone bring your food to you. I've just never done that. Yeah, I'm just used to getting up and gone and getting it. That's what you do. So here in Wichita, delighted to have you. You call in for questions about something in your life or something that you want to offer helpful to somebody else. People do that a lot. They call in and they say, I was in a similar situation. Or uh, a little more unsettling to me, they say something like, uh, Dr. Ray, you really uh, you really messed that one up. You blew it. Uh, your, your, your advice was not helpful at all. Let me tell you why you are so wrong. And I hate when my wife calls, but she does call. She'll, she'll call. Okay, 877-57. Equal. Somebody asked me once, you know, now that the uh, at least the COVID response is pretty much passed, although as I predicted, I predicted this way back in the very early months of the COVID response, I said there will be that residual group of people who will always wear masks because it is as though they became aware. Now, again, this is not everyone. There are other reasons why people wear masks. I understand that. I'm just trying to hit off the email that says, Dr. Ray, I wear a mask because I have an elderly mother. I, I got that. I got that. That doesn't really explain that most of the people wearing masks that I see at the airport are females under 35. So 
It's as though someone warned them, there are germs out there. You know this, don't you? And I think that's what happened. And so far, how many years later now? Three and a half? There are still people, even though the variants of COVID are much less severe than the Delta variant, and we have a lot more competent interventions to deal with it. But it is it is a virus that keeps mutating and it keeps coming back around. And I noticed an interesting thing. I'm getting way off because I didn't mean this as a manalog. I've noticed that as people are testing, and this is, seems to be routine, that when you get something that resembles some kind of virus of the upper respiratory areas, they test. They test for COVID. And they say, yeah, yeah, that got COVID, got COVID, which is interesting because as it at least at this point, is mutating into another type of cold, sinus, respiratory, affecting virus. Um, we didn't use to test for the common cold. Now we test for COVID. So it's interesting. I'm just throwing out a few thoughts and ideas there. But the masks are still with us. Now, I'm glad, personally, that I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Because those masks just made my backside look big. And I just... Uh, self-conscious about that enough of that we're moving into the holidays the holidays bring people into town that you don't see necessarily during the year or they bring people to your house that are in in town but you still don't see them necessarily during the year because well you don't get along with them they don't like you or you don't like them or you're anxious around them, or it's unpleasant to be around them, or you dread being around them. That's why people say, oh, the holidays, I wish they would just pass because they're so stressful. And one of the stresses, of course, is being around people that you wouldn't choose to be around with any frequency. The holidays tend to agglutinate, put people together, clump them together. So how do you do it? Now, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, I just I just get anxious thinking about it. I, I just I just get so nervous. My mother-in-law's coming over, and I don't know what she's going to say. We got six kids, and she's always sniped at the fact that we got six kids. She started sniping after kid number 1.86, and she hasn't stopped since. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, you tell yourself that no matter how difficult someone might be, as you attempt to spend holiday time with them. That time is limited. There's a discrete endpoint. How long is Thanksgiving dinner? Dr. Ray, they stay afterwards. Oh, yeah, but how long is that? If you know that the visit is going to be three hours or five Dr. Ray, they're in town for six days. Okay. But I'm assuming that all of those six days are not going to be spent at your house unless they're staying at your house. And if they're staying at your house, that probably says they're not all that difficult to get along with because if if this relationship was full of friction, they probably wouldn't want to stay at your house anyway. But that aside, time-limited contacts allow you to pretty much get along or, okay, the word is endure, tolerate, someone. You tell yourself, you can do this for three hours, can't you? 
You can you can ignore what Uncle Fred says about your religion or about politics. You cannot respond back to a snarky remark by your sister-in-law. You can do that. The reason that time-limited coping mechanism is so helpful to you because it takes away from your anticipatory anxiety of having to be around people that you don't find nice to be around. There's the problem. You're thinking to yourself, okay, maybe they won't come back until till August. Maybe. But time-limited contacts are easier to navigate. Because whatever it is about that other person. Now, by the way, I just want to throw this in as an aside, not to make you uneasy, but they may think about you the same way. Understand that. We always look outward and say, yeah, they're difficult. But if you ask them, they'd say, yeah, well, she's difficult too. So given that, make it your move as a Christian. I'm assuming most of you are who listen to this program. That you will be pleasant polite, kind, gentle, true blue, loyal, trustworthy. Oh, sorry, just getting into the Boy Scout code. For the three hours they're there, or the day that they're there. Dr. Ray, why do they have to add that to my holidays? I would just so much enjoy my holidays if they just simply said, we're not coming this year. Well, if that is your husband's mother or your wife's mother or dad or brother then at some level it behooves you to make an effort this is not the lady down the street that you didn't invite to your christmas dinner this is your mother-in-law or your dad or your sister or your tax accountant so time limited contacts if you keep that in your mind will make it more likely you won't dread it so much in the lead-up to the actual contact. Not only will you not have anticipatory anxiety, but you won't have as much anxiety while they're there because you know and quit looking at the clock, wondering when they're going to go, because you know you only have to do it for so long. 877-573-7825. 877-57-EQUAL. Thank you for joining me. This is Dr. Ray. Uh, load them up. I'd love to talk to you. Thank you. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. You remember the time I said on the air, go to confession. And when you're done, go out and have a big ice cream soda. Celebrate. And a man wrote to me, he says, you know, I hadn't gone to confession in 30 years. Do you mind if I went and had a pizza? <laughs> I said, oh, have 20 pizzas. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. 
Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I was raised a Catholic and went to church every Sunday faithfully. I met a boy and he was non-Catholic, so I left the church to be with him. When I was away from church, I yearned to be home. What brought me back was my longing for the Eucharist. The Eucharist fills me with a spirit that you can't find anywhere else. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong. We invite you to take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health-sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Dr. Ray Goretti program. Doctor is in coming at you. Well, that, again, that's kind of a rough talk. Um, sharing with you from Wichita, Kansas, where we will be taping uh, two episodes of Living Right with Dr. Ray tonight. The the last two of uh, four that we're doing tonight and tomorrow night of season number thirteen. I look back at those uh, early seasons and think, hey, who's that? Who's that younger brother of mine? Anyway. Let's talk to Christine from Texas. Christine, this is tough to hear. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Well, I would expect you to say something like that. Uh, so here's what here's what I know up there on the board. Your husband has struggled with depression, but there's also been other adjustment problems, and uh, he walked out of the marriage. Yes. He's always walked in and out like that, um, but this time he he left left. So when and you say he's always in walked in and out, okay. What you say he's walked in and out? You mean he he's left for days at a time, or? Um, he yes he has. Uh, a few years ago, he used to do that, um, but he would come back, and, you know, he would say sorry that it has nothing to do with me or, or you know, anybody in the house. It's just his, uh, his mental health, and um, all I've ever done was try to direct him to go with me to church and even see a doctor at this point because he, he, he's got like the worst depression I've ever seen. And he's always on edge and everybody in the house is always walking on eggshells. Who's everybody in the house, Christine? It's my children and, and, um, my mom, I have my elderly mom with me right now. Does he like that? 
he honestly he does not mind. My mom does everything for him. So How do you know he'll uh, but, he'll not come back this time? Well, the other night um I called the ambulance because I've been having uh PVCs and I was so so badly stressed out. And when they got there, the only thing he really showed concern about was where the cat was. And that really upset my mom. And um, so he uh, he heard my mom telling my oldest daughter um, that he wasn't good for me because he was stressing me out too much and, you know... So that set him off. He said, okay, I don't have to put up with this. Now, how old yeah. is your oldest daughter? She's 18. So is this, a, is this a second time around relationship for you? Uh, It's more than that. It's the third or fourth time around. Third or fourth time around. Yeah. Oh. Not, not marriage, though. Not, not marriage. So, so you're living with this guy. No, him and I are married, but my my previous um, relationship, I wasn't married. I see. Well, Christine, I don't know what to tell you, because I would have to know a lot, 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 lot more, but it sounds like between the lines, you're saying he's never really been content being with you, and that he comes and goes and comes and goes, depending upon his level of frustration and anxiety and depression. So when he thinks things build up, he just runs. Then he comes back, because I don't know where he goes or how he lives or what he does, but he comes back around. So what are you going to do if he comes back? What's your plan? I don't even, that doesn't even cross my mind because um, he literally this time took everything he owned. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's interesting. Uh, your 18-year-old daughter... I'll tell you what, I, I, there's, there's a lot of details here, and I know we can't do therapy, okay? So the question is, question is, this is sounds like a, I don't want to say long-standing, because it's only been five years, but a repeated pattern of coming and going and coming and going and coming and going, and you've tried to hold it together. So if he doesn't come back, you're now in a situation to decide what to do about this marriage, and you might want to talk to your priest and find out if, in fact, it's even a valid marriage, because I don't know what the details are on all that. Um, mm -hmm. If he does come back, it sounds to me like you may have to say, this, this is a pattern we're going to have to do something about. Because uh, we can't, I can't keep doing this. See, if you're saying to me, how do I make him not be that way, I have no answer for you. But if you're saying to me, how do I do something about this, yeah, I can give you some suggestions. So, given all that, I'm curious. Your 18-year-old daughter, without going into way too many details, what's she think of the guy? 
she thinks that he treats me poorly by because he does say mean things to me when he has those episodes. He says horrible things to me that really, really hurt. So really, this, this is time, kind. Of, this is kind of a. Sick. Well, this is kind of a, a peak event, of something that's been ugly for a long time. This isn't just something mm -hmm. that. And see, you said here for a few. You said here for a few days ago. He left me out of the blue. Well, that wouldn't be out of the blue because he's left before, and this seems to be his style whenever he gets frustrated because there's this chronic level of unhappiness with your marriage or even with himself. I don't know. I can't diagnose him from here. So it sounds like you've got a really rocky relationship and you're going to have to decide what to do about it if he comes back and what to do about it if he doesn't come back. I mean, that's the position you're in right now. Um, if he says, that's it, I'm out of here, I, I want to end this, well, obviously, there's all kinds of complications now. Um, do you have younger children below five? Are they are they his? No, they're my children. Okay, so he doesn't have any children tying him to this relationship as he sees it. No. All right, so he's pretty no. footloose, maybe. But okay, he's so. had a he's he's been messed up or mentally unstable, you know. With depression and I don't know what else he's got. I'm but. just curious. You don't have to answer this, but I'm just curious. Didn't you see any of this when you were getting to know the guy? I really didn't. You I, thought he was, was all put together, all well put together and mature and, and stable and not buffeted around by anxiety and depression? I mean, I was trying to, you know, be there for him because he does not have family. He's got... So you saw it, but you thought you could fix it. Drug addict, drug addict parents that have... It's been... You saw it, but you thought... You saw it, but you thought you could fix it. Yes, and I was trying to take him to church mm. with me. Okay, well... He doesn't believe in God, so... It, <laughs> wow! All right. Well, it was a good try, but I think what you're what you're seeing now is the end result of trying to fix somebody who doesn't want to cooperate in being fixed, and that's a, that's a sad reality of life here. You cannot change someone if they don't want to cooperate. That's truly it. Well, Christine, God bless you, and good luck to you if and when he comes back, or if and when he doesn't come back. Thank you, my dear, for the call. Eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven fifty seven equal is the number to call to get onto the program. As I'm broadcasting here from Wichita, Kansas, I, I, is Wichita? I think uh, the home of uh, the birthplace of uh, President Dwight David Eisenhower, a president from fifty two to sixty, I believe. I don't know exactly what number president he was, somewhere late 30s, early 40s, maybe something like that. Uh, 877. Oh, he was born in Texas. So why does Wichita claim him? Do they live here? They don't claim him. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this. 877-573-7825 is the number. By the way, if you are in the Wichita area and you do want to come to the tapings of the TV show tonight... 5.15 and 7.30 are our two tapings here at PBS Kansas. 
is where we're doing it. They've got a nice studio. Uh, we have uh, high numbers in the audience. However, we can, we can always put up more chairs. Not a problem. Uh, anything that makes the clapping louder. I, I just appreciate that. And uh, I've spoken to a lot of people about this. We need to get a clap machine because sometimes you people do fall short on the intensity of clapping. And uh, I shouldn't have to put up with that. And my producer, Dick Russ, just walked in. Dick, who makes the show run. 877-57-EQUAL. Come on, we got time. Let's take your calls. Dr. Ray. With Teresa Tomio. People think it's easier to stay in the muck. The devil that we know is easier than the devil we don't know, but what they don't realize is that the situation can get worse. And what we're seeing now with some of these very liberal orders, let's say, for example, these liberal orders that are dying out, especially religious sisters, dying out, literally folding. And then you have the religious orders such as the Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, the Dominican Sisters in Nashville, the Sisters of Life in New York flooded with requests for information and to meet with the sisters about this beautiful life because they're so joyful because they are living the truth of scripture and the truth of the Eucharist of Jesus. But these people will not let go because then you have to look yourself in the mirror and then you have to surrender. I think it all goes back to the Garden of Eden. Who's God? Are we God or is God God? Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. What does the Eighth Commandment demand of us? The Catholic Catechism says this commandment forbids misrepresenting the truth in our relations with others. This derives from the vocation of holy people to bear witness to their God who is truth and who wills the truth. Offenses against the truth, either by word or deed, are fundamental infidelities to God, and thus undermine the foundation of our covenant with him. The Old Testament tells us God is the source of all truth. His word is truth, as is his law. Jesus Christ is the whole of God's truth made manifest. To follow Christ is to live in the spirit of truth, says the Catechism. Jesus taught his disciples the unequivocal nature of truth when he instructed them, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more is from the evil one. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Nice to have you with me. Dr. Ray Garendi here. Program Doctor is in Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, co-production. EWGN Global Catholic Radio Network, 400 to 500 stations, as well as Sirius Satellite Channel 130. And Ave Maria Radio Communications over there in Ann Arbor. Andrew Kruchek, producer man, and Eric Dumont, call screamer. John from St. Louis, St. Louis Mo said, uh, you know, I was kind of at the same road that our previous caller, Christine's husband, sounds like he is. Hi, John. Hi, Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray, that, it almost, I was almost like looking in a mirror when she was talking. 
I, I put my wife through the same thing. And, you know, and, and it wasn't until I decided to get some help. You know, that's, that's I, I guess, bottom line and everything in life, ain't it? What made you decide to get help? I mean, obviously, you could have gotten help a lot sooner, but you didn't. No, no. What, what finally it was, was looking at my kids and, and, and looking at my life down the road. And, and not so much looking at my life down the road, but what about eternity, too? You know, I, I'm a cradle Catholic, and I truly believe in my Lord. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't going to heaven, Dr. Ray. The way I was going. What gave you, know? you that realization? Because obviously, there for a while, you didn't think about it. It didn't hit you so hard. Well, it was not so much that I didn't think about it. I really didn't care. Oh, I didn't care about no one but me. You know what? It, it came down to it was me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. You know. So when you were threatened with anger. when you were threatened with losing it all, is when you finally. Oh, yeah decided yeah. yep that that that's what it was she had to take a stand and said no you're not coming back you know and i really hit my bottom then you know bring back when together oh yes yes we'll be celebrating our 37th year in january how nice is that well apparently she decided to give you a chance to prove yourself oh doc she gave me so many chances I mean, she's a saint in her own, you know, she truly is. And she says, now, if I were to ask her right now, what's John like, what would she say? He's responsible. Grown up. Yep, exactly. Exactly. How long, how long did she put up with it. your shenanigans? Oh, doctor. I've been through drug rehab seven times. I finally got it. I've, I've been through drug rehab for every drug. Um, and it was about almost 20 years. 20 years. 20 years that woman, that woman endured for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's why I say she's a saint. <laughs> But no, you know, without her, you know, God truly blessed me, you know, and it wasn't until I seen all the gifts that God's given me. I mean, God has been so great to me, you know, beautiful, healthy children, beautiful grandbabies, you know. They're, okay, they're I gotta, all, John, I got, a, I got a challenge for you here. Okay, okay. All right, so she tolerated you, did all kinds of stuff for you, um, when you were going through all this. Uh -huh. Now, you've been clean for what, 15, 16 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think that right now, you would serve that woman up one side and down the other to oh, show her like your... asked me one time to do something. <laughs> well, you need to be more affectionate, kinder, more tolerant, more health. I mean, you need to be more of everything. Oh, you ain't lying there. Yes. You need to you need to tell her, you know what, honey? I can't believe I can't believe that you 
waited like that and you endured all of the stuff I put you through. Now, now I want to be not only different, just not only absent of the pathology that I carried for 20 years, but I want to show you that when people ask you about your husband, they would say, they would hear you say he's a saint. That's what, that's your goal is you want your wife to say that. You don't, you don't want her to say, well, he's doing better now. He's not on drugs and he's, he's more mature and he's, He's more helpful than he was. No, no, you don't want this 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 weak need complimentary stuff. You want her to say, "I adore the guy." Oh, you know, you know, and something else. Um, you know, when you get married with someone that that someone else is is supposed to lead you more to Jesus or be Jesus in your life. You you know what I mean? They're 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 supposed to want everything for you, and she has truly lived up to her vows. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, well, I then, thank God every morning. Wake up. Well, then prove it to her, my friend. That's what you do. You spend the oh, rest yeah. of your life proving that's it to her. Hey, life. John. And, and you know, that's that, something else. And that's something else, Doc. You know, I I am not finished growing. You know, I grow every day. I grow well, every you better day. not be. <laughs> not in that way. You don't say I've arrived. <laughs> I'm as mature and saintly as I think I could be. Oh, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think I'll ever get there. Well, you'll get there not this side of heaven anyway. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. All right. John, good to hear it. I, I, li- I, like to hear, I like to hear people who hit rock bottom and then bounce back up. I don't want to hear people who hit rock bottom and then die down there. John, thank you. Right. I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, I just got a call from Paul from Ohio. Okay, I'm way off. Abilene, Kansas was where Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, was from. He was born in Denison, Texas. They moved to Abilene when he was two, which is about 90 miles north of Wichita. So maybe I saw a sign that said Kansas, the home state of I Like Ike. Could be. I'm showing my age by saying I know I like Ike. So... Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Mary, I'll be coming up here shortly, but I'm looking at my clock here, and I don't actually have the real uh, accurate, uh, what do they call those clocks that are flat out? I forget what they're called. They're called something. But in other words, they're they're accurate to the, the nanosecond. I don't have that. I'm just living off the computer and my phone, which is telling me that the music is coming up shortly here, but I, I don't know how shortly. 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight two five eight seven seven fifty seven equal. That is the number to call to get on to the program. As I said tonight, here we're in Wichita, Kansas. Last four tapings. If you go to, um, well, you don't even really have to sign up anymore. You used to go to Dr. Ray Show Wichita dot com, Dr. Ray Show Wichita dot com, but you don't have to. If you want to come in. 5.15, 7.30 are the times for both shows. You're not doing anything. Tired of raking the leaves right now in Wichita. It's about 65 to 70 degrees. This is really not mid-November, is it? My grass just keeps growing every time I think I'm done mowing it. This is Dr. Ray.
Father Benedict Rochelle. There are legitimate differences of opinion in any religion. There are differences of opinion in Catholicism. But in Catholicism, you expect that people will take the teaching of its supreme authority seriously. To go diametrically opposed to those teachings is to not be a Catholic. Someone in the name of Catholicism is sponsoring the destruction of human life, lives of unborn children. And they got the name Catholic on the door. The highest authority in Catholicism and the encyclical Humanae Vitae, Evangelium Vitae, is absolutely clear that no Catholic can support abortion and that Catholics are responsible to take serious action against legalized abortion. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Now that the abortion problem has been returned to the states, we will most likely be called upon to give a reason for our pro-life activism. But this is more than a mere political issue. It's an opportunity to present the gospel of life. It's an opportunity to demonstrate the kingdom's view of this world and of human life. And the central question in this dispute is going to be, what is the status of preborn human life? Many Christians need to recognize that, yes, we have to do the political thing, but we have greater opportunities here. We have an opportunity to engage people about the very meaning of life itself. I mean, that's why John Paul II wrote the gospel of life. He didn't just write some sort of political anti-abortion tract, right? He's talked about the gospel of life. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Dr. Ray Gerendi, daddy of 10, my wife says she has 11, I'm wondering if she's referring to me. Mary from Ohio has a thorn, just like St. Paul, she's got a thorn in her side. We don't know what St. Paul's thorn was, but Mary pretty uh. clear what her thorn is. Hi, Mary. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Ray. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> she's uh god bless her she has five children and she's married and she hates the catholic church and did not understand what this latest terrible awful issued one that just got passed in ohio was so being the faithful catholic and doing what our bishop told us to do, I sent out a little three-minute whatever video to all of my family that lives in Ohio, explaining how terrible, awful, extreme this issue was. And I thought twice about whether I should send it to my daughter or not, and I wish I could have not sent it to her, but I did, and she went as my one niece said, housewives on the family. And in addition... Wait a minute, that's a term I'm not familiar with. She went housewives on the family? 
Yeah, obviously, you like me don't watch The Housewives, you know, like a yeah. Los Angeles or whatever. Gotcha. You know, I mean, any just, real life TV show, basically. She went ballistic. Was, yeah, right. Yeah. And um, and then she, my niece, um, who started the her text by saying, I'm not sure how I'm going to do uh, what I'm going to vote, but you should think about, and she mentioned her daughter, my daughter's daughter's name and who's only two and mentioned about you know would you like the thought of her being able oh to that set her off everybody you. was ganging up on her yeah well yeah. it wasn't i mean you know but whatever so well, that's what she thinks that's how she took niece. it exactly right. and then she so here here's on my here's niece. mary here's what i know what you said up here you said that you try to help your daughter and she gets angry and belligerent with you but that's not really what it is she doesn't like your Catholic well, faith. Uh, this is true. This is true. Even though and so, she was therefore, Catholic and- the way the way you quote unquote try to help her, if it comes with opinion and advice and guidance and perhaps religion, uh, you just set her off. Yes. So but you don't know how to shut this- your mouth. Right. Exactly. I know. So that was my my first mistake. But so let me let me finish. So at any rate, so I went and she does have mental illness. She she has started taking medication and is going to a therapist. So I went to my family afterwards. She got uninvited to a wedding. She got uninvited to a shower. And I went to the shower with all the people on this text and tried to explain this her situation you know Mary, Mary, in, in my a, dear, what what are you asking here dear? i got i'm trying to pin down what you're asking i'm you asking s- right now she doesn't want you know she's like avoiding and doesn't want anything okay. and it's all you know all my fault and blah all blah right. blah and all i've right, offered right, to go it. to therapy with her and stuff like that but she's you know okay and so I has she has she shut you off doctor. totally has she said i want nothing to do with you leave me alone but she's done this a million times, oh, and now right. actually she's right. back. You know, because she right. can't do without me because she's got five kids and her husband works and blah blah blah. Well, she wants so your now, help, but you she know, doesn't now, want your religion and she right. doesn't want your opinions and she doesn't want your advice. Exactly. She just wants you to do what she wants you to do, and you have to decide: do you want to do that or not? Do you want to say, "Okay, I'm going to help you under certain conditions"? Next time you get belligerent with me, I'm not going to be helping you for a while. Or you say, well, I'm just here to help her, and uh, she's got her own emotional issues, so I'll just I'll ride them out. You have to decide that. If, if, you're saying, yes. if you're saying, how do I make her not be that way, well, I, obviously you can't. She, she, she's starting out. I need to know how to not make her be that way. Well, first of all, shut, shut your mouth. mouth and not say anything. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you probably said way too much over the years anyway. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, so you've got your lesson. The lesson was I attempted to give her some moral perspective on this mm-hmm. horrid issue in Ohio that passed big time. Oh, God. And she looked at you as if to say, get out of my face. And the other problem is, it sounds like she's alienated a lot of the rest of the family, too. Exactly. So, and like so everybody said, walks around explain. her on eggshells, to use a, a, a tired cliche. So, so given that, if you want to get along with her, you're going to have to just simply pick and choose how you're going to help her. 
but you're not going to give her advice. You're not going to say, well, I think, what if yeah. you did this? What if you did she, she doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. She, if she's already struggling with her own emotional issues, and then you come along with your threatening religion as she sees it, yeah, you're just going to run into this all the time. So, But I guess my issue, too, is come Christmas, I usually have the whole family over to my house. I mean, my extended family, the ones she uh, threw out. Are they going to tell you they won't come if she goes? I don't know. Whoa. Well, hopefully you get to them. She won't come. Well, okay, then that's her decision. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You want to act like that? Act like that. I mean, we we spend so much time being so distressed over what other people do that we have absolutely no control over. If she wants to be obnoxious and belligerent and unpleasant and unhappy and put people off, then, then okay, go for it. Because I can't stop you. Yeah. I mean, that, yep. that's, you know, that's not a not Christian attitude. That's just a realistic one. Our Lord mm-hmm. many times didn't put up with people who just flat out didn't want to cooperate or be pleasant. Now, or... when I went to confession, the priest said, you've just got to love her. I'm like, uh, well, I mean, okay, that's I mean, I, I, I agree with that advice, but it's just generic. You got to love her. What's that mean? You got to love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you can put that into what shrinks call operational definition. In other words, how does that manifest itself? Well, okay. So you're not going to give her direct advice anymore because you know how she reacts. You're not going to talk religion anymore because that really sets her off. She's struggling with her own emotional issues, so you got to decide how much you're going to help her on a day-to-day basis with those kids, how much you're going to spend time with the kids as opposed to spending time with her, and recognizing that your other children don't like her. She's just tough. So... There, that's what I think I would operationally define love on that one. And obviously, you know, the standard advice is, well, you got to pray for her. You know that, Mary. You've been well, praying for her for years. We know. Yeah, been, for heaven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same for heaven's sakes, you're not going to go, gee, Dr. Ray, I never thought of that. Thanks for suggesting yeah. that to me. Yeah. All right, Mary. Hey, thank yeah. you for the call. i got to go break thank time. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. All right. i got time for one more if you want to call. 877-57-EQUAL. Dr. Ray. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, Teach Me to Pray, the free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord, Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Christ is the answer with Father John Ricardo. Here's the new challenge. At least one hour a week in front of the Blessed Sacrament with the goal of an hour a day in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I had a guy come up to me and he says, Father, you know, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm, I'm in a men's fellowship. I pray with my wife every day. I go to mass every Sunday and, and usually a couple times during the week. I read scripture. He goes, I want more. I said, do you pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament? He said, outside of mass, no. I said, I think that's the more. See, all these saints, these are the ones who surround us. These are the ones who ran before us. These are the ones who fought well, who kept the faith. They would tell you, as would every single saint in heaven right now, you cannot run this race if you don't spend time with the Master. Whatever else we're doing, it's second, third, and fourth. First things need to be first. 
And the first thing is to be with the master. And the master is Jesus. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. My audience is on top of things. Greg from Canton, not Ohio, not Michigan, Canton, Virginia, said, Dr. Gray, you might be interested to know that Father Emil Capon, who was, uh, is blessed now, I guess, and a priest during uh, the Korean War, is in turn in Wichita, Kansas. And as a matter of fact, I asked my producer, when will we be inter- interviewing his... Thursday, tomorrow night, and this will be his nephew that is, in fact, going to talk about his cause. So, there you go. Greg, are you there, sir? Sir. Nice to talk yes, to sir. you, Dr. Thank Ray. you. You're, you're on top of that. Did you know we were going to uh, do anything with his nephew about the cause? I did not. I just heard. I drive for a living, and in and out of my car, and I happened to catch your part about uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and I know that you're in Wichita, so I wasn't sure if you were aware that Father Capon was actually interred there and that he was uh, had passed his first step towards canonization. So. Are you anywhere near Wichita, Greg? I am not. I, I live in Virginia. I'm in Hampton, Virginia. So you're not dri- you're not driving through here? No, I am not. I okay. I. I do delivery driving for a auto parts store. So, <laughs> well, it's interesting that you would say that because incredible coincidence. Because as I said, tomorrow night is that the first show, Dick, or the seven second second show tomorrow night, seven thirty taping of the TV show. We will have his nephew on to talk about his cause, and I'm sure they'll talk about. Uh, I I would imagine he he is from here, Wichita. From from near there, yes. Okay, uh, up a little bit how north did, of Wichita, but uh, how did you uh, know this? I I know that because my father-in-law was a POW in Korea as well, and he had seen Father Capon uh, doing all of his works, you know, helping the, the uh, other prisoners. And at the time, my father-in-law was not religious, and he spent twenty-seven months as a POW. And during his time over there, he. Uh, one day, just sat down and prayed, God, if you can get me out of here, I will find a church, and I will find a wife, and I will raise my children right. And he got out of there after 27 months, went home, and he found a wonderful woman who uh, produced my wife. And uh, uh in the process of that, she was Catholic, and he became Catholic, and uh, he, he raised all his children in a very devout Catholic home. So he personally knew Father Capon? Never personally met him, but he was in the same camp, and he had witnessed all of the, the works that Father Capon did. So he was, like, in very close proximity to him. So. 
I'll have to plead ignorance. Did Father survive the camp? Father Capon did not. He died in the camp. Died in the camp. Uh, he was uh, identified. Uh, I'm sorry for the lack of actual dates on this. Uh, within the last, uh, uh, I'd say within the last 10 years, uh, his remains were identified and repatriated back to the, the States. And my wife and I were in Wichita a week after he his uh, interment was had taken place, uh, so we went to the basilica and uh, paid our respects. And can you imagine how many souls he touched, being in circumstances where guys are desperate, Amen. and when you're desperate like that, you're much more open to anything that might be beyond this current world. That's true, yeah. Looking for answers. Yeah. You know, the old, there's no atheists in a foxhole. I don't know how true that is anymore. I think there's probably a lot of atheists in foxholes. But back then, in the 50s, uh, probably more common, these guys in a prison camp, and, and the, the stories of the North Korean prison camps are absolutely hideous. I mean, they didn't exactly treat these guys with any kind of of uh, United Nations and Red Cross conditions. That's true. Yeah, my father-in-law had told me that uh, when he first got in there, his their daily rations were a 12-ounce soup can full of rice, and that was it, one per day. And uh, they would go through and count how many bugs they were picking out of it, made a contest out of it until one of the uh, prisoners realized, hey, we're picking out our protein, uh, and they stopped picking it out and just started eating it. So, I just got a note from my producer that Father Capon died of malnutrition and pneumonia on yes. May 23rd, 1951, which is relatively early in the Korean War. Yes. Yeah, I would imagine that he died of malnutrition because he shared whatever meager rations he had with the other guys. Yes, sir. And he gave his clothes off his back, his shoes off his feet whatever he needed to to help the uh, the other prisoners. So. And i got to work yeah. on the fact that I, I can't get too frustrated when the heating blanket doesn't go all the way down to medium. I hear you on that. I, anything below 75 for me is a long sleeve and sweater weather. So, yeah. Greg, well, thanks for the heads Dr. up on this. I really appreciate oh, you're this. You're making me a lot more anxious for this uh, guest segment tomorrow night here on the show. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for all the work you do there. Ah, I'm glad to do it. Thank you, Greg. I'll talk to you. Well, it looks like I'm looking at this clock here, which isn't accurate, but i got a feeling some music is starting up very shortly here. It's just like Andrew said, 30 seconds. All righty. Join me here at uh, PBS Kansas, the studios, tonight, 5.15, 7.30. Got the show going. Just saw the studio. Looks real, real nice. Now they just need to find a decent host. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Andrew Kruchek. Thanks, Eric Dumont. Walk with God. Father Capone did. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook. The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.